Welcome to Torah from Temple of Aaron in St. Paul, Minnesota. Here is the place to hear much of the great sermons, teachings, and speakers happening each week at our synagogue. Whether you are able to make it in person or not, each week you will find new Jewish content to inspire, motivate, and bring meaning to you wherever you find yourself. I hope you enjoy the teaching and feel free to contact us anytime about it by calling us at 651-252-6411 or emailing us at Rabbi Marcus Rubenstein at templeofaron.org. Enjoy and we hope to see you soon. All right, so Rabbi Rachel and I like to go to Whole Foods on Snelling Avenue for half-price sushi day. And we always go there. It's our tradition. Uh, once a week, we get some uh, sushi. And we're walking down the aisles. And I found this card right here. This card. And I looked at it. And I said, wait a second. What? This is the message we're seeing? Here's the card. OK, I don't disagree with all of it. Some of it's uh, OK. Life is short. Break the rules. Forgive quickly. Kiss slowly, love truly, laugh uncontrollably, and here's the key, and never regret anything that makes you smile. I'm like, I, I, I'm walking around, I'm looking at this card, it's like, these are the messages? This is, this is what it is? You know, and, and I, you know, I, I, you flip open the card, wishing you that kind of birthday, that kind of birthday. I get it. I understand. And look, I'm not, am I the one to be held to fault? I mean, at the end of the day, all I, I just can't wait to get home so many days and get home to my nice TV and put on the football game and drink a beer and have, you know, just have a little bit of peace. I mean, you're, you're going through the day. How much do you think about, man, I just want to get that hour of peace, just to watch TV, to hang out, to read a book, to do whatever I like. I can't wait to get out and get to that, the golf field, right? I'm working, working, working just to get out to the golf court. We all have those things. But the question that we should be thinking of during this time period is what should we actually, what should we actually be aiming for? What should we actually be thinking about? Where should we be going? And let me tell you, this is a good spark notes for my sermon. It's not going to be this. Okay? It's not going to be that. You know, how often do you think about the things that you do and, and how um, punctilious you are about your own daily habits? I mean, some people, it's like working out. You got to get to the gym every day. You know, six in the morning, I get, go to my spinning class. God forbid I miss it. You don't want to see me that day right? Or maybe you're addicted to your favorite sports team, right? Thank God the Vikings pulled it out against the Detroit Lions, right? That was a great game. But like we're all committed to those, how much do we pay attention to those sports teams or whatever it may be? We each have something that we pay such close attention to, business decisions. How much do you think and how much time do you put over researching the market and making sure whether it's going to go up or it's going to go down? I promise it's going to do both eventually. But you think so much about it. I don't discount. I do the same thing. I understand. You know, ask me any soccer statistic. I've got it for you. <sighs> How much time do, though, we focus on actually trying to become a better person in this world? Trying to think of other people, caring for others. How often do we think of actually working on ourselves to become better people in this world? 
Somehow, we think by living in America today, just by being pure osmosis, by walking around the streets of America, somehow we're going to become good people. We somehow have thought, forgot along the way with freedom of religion that we don't actually have to educate people on how to be good people. Like you just wake up one day, ah, I'm a good person. I care about others. And what we are seeing in this country is it's not the case. Becoming a good person, becoming a virtuous person, becoming someone who has values, who's other-looking, who looks outward and cares for other individuals, doesn't come naturally in our country today. So the question that I was asking myself is, will living fully with an American culture be enough to craft virtuous people who are able to work together for the greater good of the public? Is that going to happen just by living in America, that's it? Well, a great rabbi, Rabbi Bernard Raskis, said, you might know him, in 1964, he said this, while the Senate was debating civil rights legislation, whether the monumental civil rights legislation to make black people equal to white people in their rights in this country, he said this, America is at present anxiously watching the United States Senate with reference to the Civil Rights Bill. Will it be passed? When will it be passed? With what changes will it be passed? Many people are assuming, and here's the key, that once we pass the law, everything will be all right. But will it really? For the deeper question that should occupy our minds as Americans is, can we legislate morality? Does legislation or law within itself lift up our moral standards? Even Rabbi Raskis knew it long ago, and this is what was amazing about his vision, is that at the very moment that the country was on the precipice of making monumental legislation, of really making a step forward, Rabbi Raskis knew as a true religious leader, a teacher of virtue, that that's laws are never going to be enough. It's up to each and every individual to train themselves, to educate themselves, to work on themselves, of becoming other-oriented, to care about others, to have a larger vision towards life than just oneself. And you know what? Rabbi Raskus, it wasn't his first time. It wasn't like he was creating this concept. You know who he was talking about? You know who he was quoting, really? John Adams. In the Federalist Papers themselves, John Adams wrote, we have no government armed with power, capable of contending with human passions, unbridled by morality and religion. Avarice, ambition, revenge, or gallantry would break the strongest cords of our Constitution as a whale goes through a net. Our Constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. John Adams knew it right from the beginning, that the government that he was creating, the country that he was creating, was not going to be enough to make people good people. That if people didn't strive to actually educate themselves and become virtuous people, to work towards loving others and caring others, to have a bigger vision about the world beyond themselves, the country would fail. There's no constitution that possibly could be created 
where if virtue wasn't being nurtured in this country, where the values of taking care of each other weren't on the forefront, where people weren't going out of their way to educate themselves beyond what they learn in school, beyond what they learn on the streets, beyond what they learn from Whole Foods, there's, there can't be any country, there can't be any society. So my second question today, what are we going to do about it? What are we going to do about it? Are we going to just exist in this country where all we talk about all day long is personal freedoms over and over again? What do I get from being here? What is my rights? What, are my, what do I get? What are my privileges? Instead of how do I give? How do I look out to others? What are we going to build together? How are we going to build this? How are we going to make this together? And I have an answer for you, and it's an old answer. Judaism. Jewish practice, Jewish wisdom, and Jewish community are now essential in our lives. Absolutely essential. I don't see any other time when Judaism has been more essential. I don't, beyond Judaism, religion, ethics, a worldview beyond what we see today. Because it's not happening in the public sphere. It's up to us and our community together our education together, our Hebrew school that we create together, how we educate our children, the environment we create here. Do we fill our lives up with mitzvot, with good deeds? This is where that virtue education happens. That's, this is the place where we learn how to be even better people, where we constantly struggle to go farther. And then we bring it out into the world. How much better could we be if we make Judaism so central in our lives. During the time of Rosh Hashanah in which we stay right now, we constantly say over and over again, and we'll say it in a minute, that each of us go and are judged by God individually, one by one. And the common metaphor we use is as a shepherd to a flock, each sheep going on to the shepherd. But that's not where the Talmud ends with it. The Talmud goes on to one more example, which I think is way more pertinent. The Talmud compares God to a general, and that each Jewish person, each person who comes to be judged by God in Rosh Hashanah is like a soldier coming before the general, and the general asks the soldier, have you done your job? Have you thought of the whole? Have you thought of the whole community? Have you thought of each other? Are you directed towards the vision of which we're all going together, or are you only thinking about yourself? When you're a soldier in a war, you can't just think of yourself. You have to think of the mission. You have to think of your brothers and sisters and how you work together with your comrades, right? That's the way we're judged on Rosh Hashanah, not just on our own deeds, but actually how we interact with others. How do we actually play our role in the larger community? Right? And what that does to us is God says, am I going to renew you another year? It's going to be based on, are you able to play your role? Are you able to look out into society and say, how can I give my special gifts to help others? How can I be virtuous and other-oriented to actually give of my unique identity out into the world. Not how much can I get in the new year, how much can I gain, can I get a bigger house, can I make more money, right? Or whatever it may be. But instead to think about how can I use my unique gifts to actually help the world in a unique way. 
That's how God judges us on Rosh Hashanah. So we said Judaism is the way to do it. So what I'm asking you today is come to services. Just come to services. Saturday morning is the most beautiful service in the world. We, we have a great cantor, great singing. We have an unbelievable Friday night service. And you might say to yourself, ah, that's optional. Do I really need to go? Am I that religious? It is a necessity to go for our lives right now because coming to services, coming to things like this, give us a larger vision for the world. It makes us other-oriented in a society that is growing more and more selfish by the day. Come to a Torah class. Come to one of the, the, the six classes I'm teaching right now. Okay? I would love to see you. This is not some bonus credit. This is going to make us the people who God wants us to be, who God dreamed us to be in this world. We need this like the strongest medicine in the world. And you say you don't have time. You have time to be a good person in this world. You have time to be other-oriented. Join in acts of communal justice with Temple of Aaron, our social justice committee. We're doing unbelievable things all the time, and it's only growing. Come to holidays. Come to our events here. And make Judaism, make virtue, make a larger view of the world part of your everyday life. And I think together we can change the world. If you take that seriously, I think we can change the world together. You see... We do not live at a time where we can just let the culture of our society sculpt the values and ethics of our children. Virtue is no longer, and honestly, maybe never was, truly taught and acted on in the most conspicuous public spaces of our society. The time is now to commit to filling our lives to regular and vibrant Jewish learning, practice, and living. Do not delay one more moment Make Temple of Aaron and all Jewish environments a regular setting for your life. We must work to make sure we use our treasured liberty with responsibility, goodness, and service to our God. Liberty is not enough if we're not being good people with our liberty. Otherwise, it's just an abuse. Without our Judaism and our Torah, this becomes our values, and our hard-fought liberty will be for naught. As Ben Franklin said, only a virtuous people are capable of freedom. So hey, let me do you a favor, or do Whole Foods a favor. I'm going to fix the card here. It says, and never forget anything that makes you smile, I fixed it. Here we go. Okay, you might not see this. And never regret anything that makes God smile. What about that? A little better, right? Together, you and I can fix our world together. We can make our better place if we make virtue, if we take seriously becoming better people in the world and make time for that in our lives. Shana Tova, everybody. <laughs>